Are you looking to self-improve and never stop learning? You need to actually have fucked up experiences in order to learn. You're in the right place. Escape the matrix. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You take the red pill, stay in Wonderland. Welcome to Notes from the Underground. You can view it as this fun thing that kind of brings the joy of life. A Kaizen journey with your host, JMC Jr. All right, welcome to the Notes from the Underground podcast. Today we'll be reviewing Chop Wood, Carry Water. It is a book that I highly recommend. It is a book that I have all my basketball teams uh, do a book club on. My kids all read it to start their year. I think it's a, it's an amazing book. It's a short book, about 100 pages, but it's one of my all-time favorite books. I ran into this book early in my reading career, and it really inspired me to continue on this path of, Kai, of Kaizen, honestly. The book Chop Wood, Carry Water, How to Fall in Love with the Process of Becoming Great by Joshua Metcalf, is about a young man named John who hopes to become a great archer. So he bought, he buys a one-way ticket to Japan, and there he meets his sensei named Akira. And in this village in Japan, in order to survive, the villagers all have to chop wood and carry water daily. Now, John is in a hurry to become this great archer and, you know, he's willing to put in all the work it needs and um, Sensei reminds him that greatness requires discipline and consistency over intensity. That's what you do in the, on a daily basis that will determine whether you become, whether you become great or not. And so John, throughout this book, you know, he get, we get great lessons. As John um, continues on his path of mastery, and John, you know, he compares his 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 progress to others that are, have been there already, and he gets just discouraged and disappointed. And one of the great lessons, of course, is that Sensei reminds him that comparison is a thief of all joy, and that you can't compare your chapter one to one someone else's chapter twenty. So in the end. You know, John learns to release the outcome, to be consistent and disciplined in his approach, and obviously he achieves greatness. It is, like I said, a highly recommended book. I think it's one that everyone could uh, get a lot of benefit from. And if I had, if I could give it to everyone I meet, I would. I think this book should literally be required reading in schools. With that, let's get my five big takeaways from this book. Takeaway number one, no matter how it feels, you're always building your house. In this book, uh, John, you know, he, he doesn't see the connection between uh, chopping wood and carrying water as, regard, as it connects to archery. He doesn't do a good job of that initially. And Sensei reminds him of a story. In the story, there's a great architect in Japan who is world-renowned for his designs and the construction of his houses. And he's about getting ready to retire. So he tells the company that he's going to retire. But the company asks him to make one more house. And he reluctantly agrees to. He doesn't really want to do it. He's ready to retire. But he reluctantly agrees to do this one last house. And because he doesn't feel like doing it, he doesn't hold himself to the same high standards 
that he did in the past. And he, he starts to cut corners all in an effort to get this done. And in the end, when he's done, he goes to his boss and the boss turns around and says, this whole time you were building your own house and he gives him the, key, the keys to the house as a, as a retirement gift. And this architect feels so bad because he knows he didn't do his, his best. And had he known that he was building his own house, he would have had different standards. He would have, he would have taken, um, he would have paid attention to detail, but hence he didn't. And the moral of the story is that we, in our daily lives and what we do and how we do it, we're constantly building our own house. We're constantly building our mindset, we're building our habits, so no matter how it feels, like we, like if it feels like an obligation or it feels like um, mundane or it feels like it doesn't matter, we are always building our own house. Remember that as you go out, as you go throughout your day. Takeaway number two: You must surrender the outcome in order to to be at your best. If you have an eye on the goal that only leaves one eye for the process, your strength lies in small things. So many times we get caught up on the outcome. So for, so for example, I always use shooting and basketball as an example. You get caught up in 80% free throw shooter, 50% uh, field goal shooter. But the, tr but the truth is to achieve those goals it has nothing to do with those stats. It has to do with the small things of your consistency. If you shoot every day and you do it with an intensity every day, you will be undoubtedly become a good shooter. As a matter of fact, when people ask me to help, uh, what advice I have for their kid to become a better shooter or how their kid could become a better shooter, I never ever ask on their form or on their mechanics. It always starts with, do you have a consistent shooting routine? Because it doesn't matter what I teach you if you don't do it consistently. And if you don't have the discipline to do it consistently, then you're never gonna achieve your goals. So the small things are in showing up on time every day, doing your best when you show up every day. Those are small things, and that is where your strength lies. Takeaway number three, your value does not come from what you do, but from who you are. God paid the ultimate price for you. You're invaluable. I think this is such a critical, critical takeaway because we live in a world in which um, outcomes are valued so much, right? Um, that you win the game. Are you the best, quote unquote, you know, stuff of that nature. But that does not determine your value. Your value comes from who you are and you are a spiritual being having a physical experience. Remember that always. You are one with God. And God, he thought you were so important. You were so valuable that even with all the mistakes that you were destined to make, all the different things you were uh that was supposed to go bad or the bad decisions, he still thought you were worth paying the ultimate price for. Remember that always. No matter what you do, your value does not come from that. It comes from who you are. And you are a child of God, always and forever.
Takeaway number four, comparison is a thief of all joy. I cannot stress this point enough. You know, uh, in a world where Instagram and social media it takes so much attention and it's so fake. So, for example, I see people like, you know, dunking and doing all these moves. Of course, why would they show you them struggling? Why would they show you when they were on chapter one? They're showing you chapter 20. And you're on chapter one and you're feeling bad because you're not on their level. But that's because you're comparing your chapter one to their chapter 20. Remember, everybody has a different journey. Everyone has a different process. Stick to your process and you'll get there. Do not judge your value. Do not judge your progress by comparing it to others. I tell people that God gives us all different visions, right? So don't, just because he gave me this vision and you can't see it, doesn't mean that it's not legit. Takeaway number five, there is a difference between comparison and competitive. Comparison means judge your value when compared to others and competitive, competitive means getting better. Again, this is going back to uh, point number four, but competitive means am I better than I was yesterday? That's all that should really matter in my journey. Um, I, For example, your goal should be on maximizing your potential. I'm not, I can't compare myself to Michael Jordan. I don't have, I'm not 6'6". Six, six. Um, my hands are not huge like Michael Jordan's are. Um, I don't have his physical ability. So it would be, it would be foolish for me to compare myself to him. It, it would just be, it would be more fair to judge whether I maximize my potential versus Michael Jordan. He might have, but my job is not to become Michael Jordan. My job is to maximize what God gave me. That's all. And if I can maximize what God gave me, then I would have achieved my goal. And the only way I do that is to stick into the process. Again, this book, it is, uh, I could have listed out 20, to be honest with you, takeaways. These are my five big takeaways from Chopwood Carry Water. It is an amazing book. I think you should go out and get it right now, honestly. Um, and you should read it every year, no doubt. All right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Underground, a Kaizen journey with JMC Jr. Keep on the road to self-improvement and we'll catch you on the next episode.